Welcome to Kids for a Quid, the football show presented by kids. Hello and welcome back to Kids for a Quid. This is episode 8. My name is Ruben and I'm a Nottingham Forest fan. My name is Elliot and I'm a Chelsea fan. Uh, my name is Chris. I am the referee slash parent, uh, and I am also a Nottingham Forest fan. And we've got a guest on this week. He is the Chickle United under nines coach, and his name is Darren. Hello, Darren. How are you doing? Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for having me on. Um, looking forward to uh, this evening, and um, I am a Chelsea fan. Oh, so, that, so the odds are nicely even out. Look at the yeah. grin on Elliot's face behind yeah. that pop shield. He's very, very happy to have uh, two each. If only it was two each at the bridge, eh, Elliot? All right, so... Um... So we've got playing at their place yet, uh, Elliot, so we'll we're, we're return the favour. So, game week 11 in the Premier League. Wow, where to start? So... Boys, no clue where to start. <laughs> so normally we do Potch Watch and Cooper Watch first, right? Wouldn't we? But because those two games were quite quite good, we're going to move those to the back. So um, a game this week. Hit us with a game this week. What um, Manchester City versus Bournemouth? Yeah, what happened in that one then, Ruth? City one, Bournemouth f- no City six, Bournemouth one. Haaland twisted his ankle in the fort. He came off at half-time because he twisted his ankle. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Doku, what a start for him. Yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? How many assists did he get, Elliot? Four. Four. And a hat-trick? And a hat-trick? Yeah. What, he, he scored? He, he got one, didn't he? Oh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I did, he scored one, he didn't get three. He's four assists, four one assists. goal. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. Amazing. So City back in pole position in the Premier League. Then is this? Are we thinking now? This is like the, the kind of the big run up now, and that's going to be it. It's going to be hard to topple them. No. No. Okay. No, I think there's going to be some bumps along the way. But again, when you think Doku is keeping Grealish, you know Grealish out of the team, what player to bring on or have in your team in it, the first eleven? It's crazy, isn't it? Because I, I was reading somewhere yesterday that they were saying that because it's Pep and Pep has this thing with players like Calvin Phillips world class player arguably sat on the bench and, and people are saying like is, is this what he's going to do to Grealish now Grealish is going to be his bench boy or, or is Doku just the flavour of the month his favourite player at the moment what, what do you think Rui? Well I reckon Grealish is going to be Manchester City's super sub because I reckon Doku is going to come off in a few games Grealish might come on and if City are like playing like Tottenham or Arsenal or United if it's nil-nil Grealish is going to come on and score okay wow so clairvoyant Rue Rue prediction you think that's going to happen you heard it here first yeah there you go no gamblers out there but I'm sure if there are you know where to put your money because Rue says so Um, Els what did you make of the 6-1 trounce in a Bournemouth well like you said Doku is on another level but if he keeps performing I think Manchester City could get some decent money for him in January. Move him on. Wow, that's a that's a super short turnaround for a player they've just signed. You think they move him on? Because of how good Doku's doing. If, if Doku dips, then Doku dips. <laughs> that's that's something they serve at the Etihad, isn't it? What? Get, get your get your chicken nugget Doku dips. <laughs> Doku dogs. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'd be honest, mate. I, I think they'd be, 
there would have to be an enormous bid, some some sort of crazy Saudi money coming in for them Same to let go of him. There, yeah, it, it would be very... You know what it's like on Football Manager when you go to sign a player and they're like, he's just moved to this club. No. Yeah. that That's what I think would happen with Doku. But yeah, City are starting to get that head of steam and they, they've been playing some good football, but are they City at their, their best from last season? No, I still think you've got more to come, more yeah. to see, more to come from City. Yeah, and, and on the flip side, boys, what about, what about Bournemouth? It's looking no, pretty ropey, isn't it? Six points from 11 games. Yeah. And did you have them as your... You did the other week, didn't you? You had them as your pick to go down, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's looking... It's I looking... had Sheffield United, Burnley and Bournemouth, I think. Yeah. I, well, it's interesting, I, isn't it? Yeah, I just think the level of the other teams around them now just seem to have that... Oh, it's nothing's won or lost this side of Christmas, but I just think some of the teams around them just got that little bit more in yeah. depth and he's a he's a young manager in the premiership yeah. best best league in the world it's it's another level you know experienced managers that have come to the premiership in the past have struggled so yeah. you know it's going to be tough for him for sure I mean we found out last season that it takes a bit of time to acclimatise and Forrest had to change the way we played we had to you know revert to a different formation and we had to grind results out and ultimately I think we won one game away all season there, there was a lot of things that we had to that do differently that was against Southampton yeah and, and obviously <laughs> oh ghost in the machine other things falling over um yeah, and so, and so Bournemouth have got it all to do because uh, the, the combined um, points total of the bottom three is the worst at this point of the season than it's ever been. And it, and it's off by, I think it's about 13 points it's off by. Wow. So if you're looking at already section off that team, bearing in mind we're over you know, a quarter of the way through the season, you're looking at it and thinking, you know, there's, there's a good five points between them and safety. Realistically, Burnley have lost every home game, yeah. and you'd think that would be a fortress. That's what kept Forest up last season. Fortress City ground, Bournemouth not winning games at home. Yeah. It's it's a real struggle, and and there's a lot of a lot of people that I'm I'm sort of chatting with at the moment who are feeling that teams that are basically not those three are safe yeah. because no, they're just that confident those three are going to go down, and with Everton's potential twelve point penalty, you mm. could see four four of those three. And it's a free reign for everyone else in the Premier League. What do you think, else? But I think we're forgetting Luton here. No, that's included in that three. Oh, is it? Yeah. So Luton, uh, Burnley, Sheffield. Sorry, no, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, Luton sat one above it. That that's what I mean within that race as well, and possibly Everton. Is that what you're thinking? I think Luton will struggle, but they will stay up. Oh, okay. So let's talk about that game then. So Luton, Liverpool. That was a that was a pretty unexpected result, wasn't it? Was anyone here thinking it was going to be sort of you know six 0 Liverpool after they absolutely yeah. dispatched yeah. Forest last week? They were they were. Yeah. I was thinking about it earlier, and it's probably the best team, bar Man City, that we've played this season. Liverpool just destroyed us last week. Yeah. We didn't have a leg to stand on. And um, yeah, what what did Luton do differently? Eighty fifth minute, Luton one 0 up. Kenilworth Road goes. Wild, 95th minute plus five. Kenilworth away when goes wild. Liverpool won one. <laughs> the away end goes wild, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's crazy though, wasn't it? It was Luis just. Diaz with his second goal of the season for Liverpool. Yeah, and Diaz, what, what, a, what a brave guy to be coming out and playing that game with. What, you know, what, what's he got going on at the moment, Alice? His father's been kidnapped. Yeah, so out in Colombia, he's obviously his, both of his parents were kidnapped. His mum was released. And mum was released, yeah. 
And yeah, so it, take, it must take a lot of kind of, you know, real big focus to stay switched and on for like, that game. Not thinking about what's happened to his parents, thinking of focusing on the game. Yeah, and just having real courage. It's <laughs> 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 the doorbell. <laughs> so we got. Um, so yeah. So after that, we have um, Liverpool absolutely battering Luton for the entire game. Should have scored loads. Nunez missed an absolute sitter, um, and then counter attacking Luton go out the other end and score from a Liverpool corner. Yeah. That's nuts. And then. Sadly for Luton, because I, I was really rooting for Luton to win that. I really wanted to see them. There was a big part of me that was like, no, don't pick up points because then you're distancing yourself from Forest. But you just felt like real underdogs-like yeah. syndrome. You wanted them to get something out of they've, that. They've got a great fan base there as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's stuff of dreams, isn't it? You know, playing in the Premiership. And... It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And, and it's, it's um, I think it's a similar size ground to Bournemouth. Yeah. But it's so much closer to the pitch, and it's so you're on the pitch, yeah. and you have to walk through people's back gardens to get to the ground. Did you know that, Ray? No, I was like, "What is the away end like?" Because when I saw it, it was like this Domino's sign. <laughs> it's a Domino's pizza here. Yeah, it's underneath a shop, isn't it? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's a Domino's. There's three people yeah. sat in there waiting for pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's there's two games. Any other games this weekend of note apart from the the Forest and the uh, the Chelsea games? We'll chat about in a bit. Sheffield United Wolves. Yeah, what happened there, Wales? Controversial handball. Okay. And Wolves. Well, did Sheffield United deserve to win it, or do you think Wolves should have won it? I think it, an, a draw would have been a fair result. Mm. I, I I think I think Wolves Wolves did themselves in because Fabio Silva with a crazy you could see it coming a mile off. Crazy yeah. challenge in the box, a, a classic thing. Strikers challenge. Tried tried to get the ball really clumsy. Penalty all day long for that, and and Norwood scored a penalty. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> it's the doorbell again. It's our pizza guy. Um, so. <laughs> It's two. It's two one. Sheffield United have their first three points in the bag. Um, is it onwards and upwards, or are we still thinking it's doom and gloom no, central? I, I, I personally, not. I I can't see them surviving. I just. It's it's not that they don't have squad depth. It's just that it's the quality, isn't it's it? I think quality, it's it's, it's that. It's that typical step up from the prep from the championship. It's just that Levels, massive golf, yeah, isn't it? And 100%. they lost three really good players in in the window, and they didn't replace with equal quality. So I think that for Sheffield United, I, th- I think it's a real. It's going to unless they work wonders in January, it's going to be a real struggle for and them to, to sustain retain. that fitness. And if you stay injury free as a squad, yeah. which is highly unlikely, to yeah. sustain that week in week out is. It's a really Leeds found that didn't they under Bielsa, massively you yeah know, energy 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 but as, as, the, as it's the season normally the way isn't it round about Christmas time Leeds yeah. always had their sort of traditional lull and then yeah. picked Busy it up schedules in yeah. you know schedules with, with games coming thick and fast it's it is a big ask yeah you know but again it's great it's great for the for the city and you know they're up there, but they'll, they'll get money this year and money for the next three years if they go down with the old yeah. parachute payments. What are the games in Rue? You're looking fairly tired over there. A busy day at school. Busy no. day in the office. Yeah, <laughs> can't think of any other games. Um, Manchester United, Fulham. 
Yeah, that was a bit of a bore, bore fest, wasn't it? It was right right up until the uh, 95th minute, wasn't it? When Which is becoming a regular thing watching Man United, unfortunately. It is. It was a knack, that goal. How many times did it take Fulham to attempt to clear that ball? Five. Chloe felt like it. Three clear opportunities to get the ball out. If in doubt, get it out. And they just three really bad passes and just smashed it all the way to Fernandez, And he just tucked it in the corner. It was a good finish. Yeah. But... Fulham got to be gutted with that. A point would have been a fair result. Rooster, you got your hand up. Um, yeah, it was a fair result. And I've got another game that's a shock result. Brentford 3, West Ham yeah, 2. Yeah, that was a game, wasn't yeah. it? In my head, I was thinking, who did Brentford play this week? And then it just pinged into my head. They played West Ham. Yeah. Brentford taking the lead. Neil Malpe with his first goal for Brentford in the league. Okay, yeah, he scored last week. Oh, did he? Against but it's, like, it's, it's like two goals in like 200 appearances or mm. something like that recently, so that's, it's, it's a, bit, a bit of a drought. But yeah, that was a game and a half, wasn't it? And then it, the score was going from one side to another. So Brentford kind of seemed to be picking up a bit of form. West Ham dipping a little bit. You, you, you'd think West Ham's next opponents would be rubbing their hands together, wouldn't you? Who are they? Forest. Oh, yeah. Away, West Ham. We don't want to do a last season. <laughs> no, in the sixty-fourth minute, we got spanked for. Danny Ings scored, and then we were like, "Okay, we won no doubt. Let's just switch." Yeah, off. it was painful. Yeah. Anyway, um, Arsenal, Newcastle, Arsenal. Any any incidents in this one? Anyone, or was it just yeah. a straightforward run of the mill normal game? Run of the mill. Oh, Rue, what are you doing? <laughs> a VAR game. He's definitely put the work in at school today, haven't you? Yep, tired. Okay. Els, what do you reckon? Any incidents in that game? VAR. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so a quick overview of VAR. Rui, you're seriously struggling, aren't you? Bless you. Um, Kai Havertz, red card? Yeah. Yep. No, 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 no. I would. I think it's a red card. Yeah, I think it's just it's over the top of the ball, isn't it? I think the only saving grace was the weather. I think whether the refs looked and thought, you know... Yeah. It's pouring with rain, slippery out there. As he, on a dry day, I think he's he's that's a red card for yeah. me. Really? Um, I think no. Okay. Because Havertz slid in before. I think it was a collision because okay. Havertz slid in as Longstaff was dribbling, and then Longstaff tripped to make it look like. Havertz, clear like. So you think there's sneaky play going off? Yeah. You think Long Longstaff was trying to draw him in and, and get the red card? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's an interesting take. Els, what do you think? Red card, definitely. Because okay. if you look at it, if you look at it, I watched it on the highlights, and if you look at it, it looks really evil. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Evil. Yeah, Kai Havertz beforehand is stupidly. I'm going to get you. <laughs> that kind of thing. Wow. Okay, right. I didn't. I didn't see that myself. But okay, fair enough. And what about the? Um, oh, you're right, Ru. Are you just headbutting the microphone? You're right. That's one way to keep yourself awake. Um, what about um, the goal push? Yeah, definitely. Yep. I can see that. I thought it's a. 
I've seen I've seen more goals disallowed for that than yeah, I have awarded. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, totally I, three or four of those last season for Forest got wiped off because of that kind of thing. So I was quite shocked that when it. And then the whole was the ball in or was it out fiasco? It's a really tough one. Gary Neville did. We we did it last night as well, didn't we? We got a ball on the table and we put um drew had a line there and then looking at it from different angles to see if it was over the line or not and then standing above it and you see that oh from here it's wildly over the line and then from above it's not. Yeah. And that that was quite interesting to see, wasn't it? From a side angle it looked out, from a top angle it looked in and then if you see it behind the player I think it would have looked in because I didn't get to really see it behind the player, it was only on a side angle the way up. So maybe this is what we need then, we need VAR in the sky. We just need to have a floating kind of VAR booth above every ground that can look top down and go there you go. Yeah, but let's copyright that boy. So if anyone tries you, to take you it, you said a good point, didn't you, about having it right across the the line? Yeah, well, yeah, we talked about this on Sunday, didn't we? When we said about obviously they've got the goal line technology because we were talking about the the Martinez issue, which we'll talk about in a bit. Where if the ball goes over the goal line, the referees watch pings. Well, what about having that if it goes out Ow. for a throw in? And you know, and goal a kick, goal yeah. kick, and then also, um, yeah, about GPS tracking in players' boots. Because then you could categorically see in a fine line where whether that player's foot is onside or whatever. Rue, you look like you're waving to someone. <laughs> um, I reckon they shouldn't do it exact over the stadium, but not too high, but just... <laughs> I was only joking, mate. <laughs> not too high, but if they... Had... Like a guy on a ladder. <laughs> no, but if they did do it, not too high... Because what if they do it like into the sky and then they won't be able they to They get see hit by one of Nicholas Jackson's shots. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait no, till but, you see, wait but, till but, you hear about the Spurs game. We will but, do, yeah. But, but what about one of Robert Sanchez's kicks that go way too high oh. and it lands in the car park? We're just, we're, 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 just, we're just hating on Chelsea. I agree with that. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's move on from the VR medley. Uh, so, any other games this week? Brighton, Everton, one all. Um, who else have we missed? Anybody else? No. Um, hmm. I think we have missed somebody out. Um... Forest. Well, yeah. We apart apart from oh. so so. Let's talk about then. Let's talk about quickly go through Forest Villa because that was best Forest performance of the season. Um, packed out City Ground, but but the, the before the game, Elliot, you saw we, well, we all saw it earlier um, about the young the young sixteen year old lad um, who was uh, playing the last uh, post. Did you see that? Dan? No, I haven't seen that. I've heard about it. <laughs> had, a, had a really good start to it, and I was like, this is really good. And then he just kind of went to pieces a little bit, poor lad. But you could see he was Started abs- to go into a bit of jazz. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, let's not make fun of him. No, no we're not. He was a joke. <laughs> Cooper, um, Cooper, Cooper um, sending him down to the training to no, like meet all of the players so yeah so a bit of context we're not poking fun at him it was, no, it was funny no. what Darren said um, no yeah so basically he the last pace he didn't quite get it right and you could see he was proper distraught so um, Forest players in particular Murillo came over gave him a big pep talk about you know you, you've done well and then all the um, Villa players and that all came around patting him off and then as as he came off Cooper spoke to him and um, it came out in the I think it was a post last night in Nottingham saying that he, Cooper's invited him down to the, the Forest training ground to meet the players and that we're all really proud of him he's 16 years old and did that oh, so it's like you know it's a great yeah. great 
great thing to do. And then the game started, and I, I said to you on Sunday, didn't I? We're yeah. going to lose four one. We're getting absolutely torn apart. I thought it was all about the Chelsea result, really. I thought we were going to lose 2-0 and yeah. it was the opposite result. It was, How it, many uh, Villa players did you have in your dream team? Three. Oh. I had, had Douglas Louise, Louise Watkins, Watkins and Diaby. And to be fair... I had Watkins I, and Diaby. I was not bothered about that at all. But it, the first goal, absolutely brilliant. Harry Toff, well, Elanga making the run down the side, cutting it back for Toffolo. What a ball across. And Ola Enya... First goal for Forrest. And I've got to be honest, that was a pretty special finish from, you know, 20 yards out for a fullback, roosted into the bottom corner. City ground goes nuts five minutes in. And I think every Forrest fan is going, brilliant. But we need another. 85 minutes to defend this now, and we know what normally happens. And then second half, Mangala's shot. Martinez, what was he doing? But the fans urged him to shoot. He they listened to the fans. Did the right thing because it was hell of a shot. But uh, Mr. Um, goalkeeper of the Year, Ballon d'Or Goalkeeper of the Year, Timmy Chocolate Wrists. And... <laughs> oh! uh, yeah, was geez. I meant to go diving or did I? It was a bit frustrating that it, it couldn't be celebrated straight away because they went through about 12 different mm-hmm. VAR checks to see if they could find something <laughs> last week that had happened. to start. It, it was really like... We know it's a goal. It's a good. We'll check this offside. Check it offside, and eventually, I think they were trying to check an offside through uh, someone who'd played the ball, and they were like, "The guy playing the ball, um, his foot's offside," and it's like, "Well, he stood behind the other player, so he, he can't be offside." Yeah, and it yeah, daft, but yeah. So two 0 at the City Ground, and to a player, I, I think Forrest absolutely smashed Villa in every department. There was no, there was no no comparison. I thought Forrest best yeah. best performance I I've th- seen I think in a long you time. Villa, I think Villa. I wouldn't say they come there thinking this is going to be an easy three points, but I think definitely you, you know, to each man, you know, man for man, you um, you just literally. I think they were, they were just set up so well. Cooper said in his after um after show um after, after game post-match yeah post match thanks Ruth, that um yeah he was um he we were absolutely brilliant out of possession. Everybody yeah. listened to their manager and did exactly what he asked them to do. Yeah. Imagine that, hey, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Elliot, you've been dying to talk about this bit, haven't you? You've been absolutely, cannot wait to talk about this Look at bit. That smile. Nia Carte getting man of the match for Forest. No, I didn't! <laughs> so, uh, we go over to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or White Art Lane, whatever you want to call it, on Monday night. You think Monday Three point no- lane, we call it. <laughs> Monday night football. And it's going to be a Chelsea going to get absolutely battered by, uh, going to get going to be on the receiving end of some Ange ball. What happened? Five minutes in, we look like a bunch of sour apples. Okay, sour apples, that's a good one. And um, it was a, when the second goal went in, I was like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, we're going to get absolutely battered. It did look but like that, flag, didn't it? But the flag came to our rescue for that one. Yeah, which so Madison started brightly with a point to prove a little bit. Song, well, song. What, what's there left to say about the guys? One hell of a. Player. Oh, he's unreal, isn't he? And Brennan Johnson as well. Some great runs, yeah. great touches, and he's. I'm really glad that he's settled in at Spurs, and he's not. He's not done a Jed Spence where he's just been shoved on the bench, and that's it. Yeah, and, and I think Chelsea struggle with that press. You know that low press in their high press, and and then trying to trying to work the ball round. Mm. 
in fairness to Spurs, but then obviously it all started to change. Well, I, like, since the free that first free kick, it's almost yeah. Spurs just didn't know what to do. Started getting in a bit of a battle yeah. and, and it, the, the fouls flying. Was in. it a Sterling goal? Wasn't it Sterling? Yeah, Sterling goal. Then there was a Casado goal. Yeah, that was an absolute and beauty. Was then the sending off after that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so the sending off. Let's come from that, didn't it? Yeah. You know, from the. What, what did you think? Because there was there was an instant earlier, wasn't it? Elliot pointed it out. It was between. Um, Colwell uh, and Romero. Romero yeah, and Colwell yeah. off the ball. Yeah. A bit of a David Beckham esque kind of. And do you think that that should normally have been a sending off, Rooster? It wasn't deemed, was it, as. As violent it, it, conduct. It was more of handbags rather than <laughs> which. Yeah. I don't know. You're right over there. I think I think Rue's actually gone to sleep over there in the corner. Yeah, so yeah, she's just having a nap, listeners. We'll leave Rue to it. Um, so, Elliot, what happens next? I, I, I'll be honest. I can't even remember the timeline for half of this. It was it was just carnage, wasn't it? Uh, on so when when the stern the before the um sending off when the Sterling goal was a handball on the radio it was really hard to imagine it but then when I watched it back I was like that's clearly his yeah it was a definite yeah. handball yeah, wasn't he it, it yeah. to bring it but I mean Cole Palmer um, penalty oh. another great finish wasn't it yeah I mean keeper was close wasn't he but another confident penalty but even the with youngster. the Casado goal how he just Cole Palmer got the ball didn't panic he had everyone round him and he just laid it off he's, he's a it's well, crazy, isn't it, when you think that this is someone who Manchester City didn't see a future in? Yeah, and yeah. someone who think isn't good in. And you know, I'm not being disrespectful to him because he's a fantastic player, but it's someone who Manchester United, Manchester City clearly didn't think was, was good enough. Was going to be the next yeah. Foden or? And that to have someone of that quality, you know, at you know, some of these clubs are looking up at like their benches and going like. Who's this guy? Yeah, he, he he was a cleaner last week. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And it's like yeah, some yeah. of these teams again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty-five million. That is not good enough. No, get him. Yeah, uh, Calvin Phillips. What was he? Sixty million. 60 something million, like that. Yeah. Crazy, crazy money. So what happened next? And else, Chelsea is ten. It was half time, wasn't it? Was it one all at half time? One all. Yeah. Yeah. Ten men coming out full of vigor. Spurs are going to have a go at them second half. And then what happens? Udogi had already got booked in the second, first half. Yeah. And he gets booked again. Spurs yeah. are down to nine. And obviously Madison going off with a, with an injury. So there was there was a there was a good sort of ten minute patch, wasn't there, where it was like um, Van der Ven went off injured. He pulled up with a hammy. Yeah. That was that looked proper nasty. Yeah, that, that did look nasty. Madders so. didn't look too bad. Um, yeah, uh, Hannah's nodding her head and saying. That yeah, pulled hammy was really bad. I thought she looked up and said, "Did someone say Harry Kane?" (laughs) 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 Anyway, anyway, back to the plot. Um, So yeah, so uh, and then Udoji, his um, um, Zola kept referring to him the other Udoji. He uh, he lost his head, didn't he? And uh, it's it just changed the game as a neutral. I was I was thinking Chelsea were going to get someone sent off. I think I even messaged you, didn't yeah. I? And said, like, there's another red card in this game. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. it was going to be Chelsea and it was going to be evened up. And then when he went down to nine, you just thought... Ah, then is... we struggled. We struggled getting equaliser for... And... for uh, sorry, to go to one up. And then it's... But uh, Spurs holding the line on the edge of the half. Oh. <laughs> it was crazy. But it worked yeah. for, what, 25, yeah, 30 minutes? Yeah, sc- I got quite a few Spurs friends and they all said... That high line it killed him, didn't it? 
I mean, it, it was great to watch for the neutral because it was like basketball, but <laughs> it was yeah, it was just nuts. And you're sort of looking at it going, they're doing it. Are they? And and Spurs pressed. And then when Eric Dyer, Elliot, Eric, how did you feel when uh when Dyer? What a finish that was! Well, smashed it's funny, in the top ends. Um, my my lad Bryn, he's a massive Chelsea fan, and just as the free kick was being lined up, he said, "Watch Dyer." Mm. You know, no one's picking Dyer up, and all of a sudden he's, he goes and scores. What a finish! What did you, what did you feel at that point, Els? was dire <laughs> oh dear dear me what oh. <laughs> what did you feel at that point though Elliot for the um, uh, how did you feel when, when you thought it was 2-2 were you, were you do you think oh it's a fair result Cause, or do you like can't believe we've thrown this away I was like there's got to be VAR if there's VAR for all the others there's got to be VAR <laughs> yeah. for this one that's a fair shout and and there was and and I think he was he was offside, wasn't yeah. he? It wasn't it wasn't a clear one. He was he was pretty offside there, and yeah. And then Chelsea go on and, and you know let's credit where credit's due. Hat trick hero, yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Jackson moonwalks up. In, in fairness, Daniel Daniel Sturridge in commentary had said you know once he gets his his shooting boots on. Mm. Mm. Yeah, could, and, could have and, had four. Yeah, one in row Z. Yeah, yeah, that one's not landed yet. Um, hey, whoa, whoa! But there's whoa. um no, they they were they were really well taken first time finishes and um yeah, I, I, it's one of those in it where you you I said to the boys at the start of the season you want to see players who come to the Premier League and you want to see him excel and you want to see him play and I'm I can't wait to see Nkunku for Chelsea because I'm convinced that he's going to be yeah. the missing link and I yeah. think Jackson was probably purchased as a a backup to Nkunku and has found himself shoved into the limelight when he might not necessarily have been ready for yeah, it. And like yeah. like all players that come and in they're still from young these, as well. And like I said, it's, it's adjustment, is, isn't it? It's the big price tags that go on these players and, you know, say, well, we paid X amount of millions for you, so you've got to hit the ground running. Yeah, and yeah. And sometimes there's no room for that Especially when you, when you see players like um, Timo Werner, who in the Bundesliga was just electric and, yeah. and come and, and stutter yeah, and struggle. And, and world-class players or good-class players don't go bad overnight. No, he's just adjusting to that pace of the league. What, what are you thinking, Elliot? Uh, Sancho's another example. Okay. Because he came from Dortmund, and look at him now. He's having arguments with Ten Hag. He's been removed from the official Manchester United team picture. And he's just not been yeah. what he was in Germany. Uh, Rumour has it he's been removed from the Manchester United WhatsApp group this week yeah. as well. So yeah. that's a real clear indication that that player will be on the move. Anyone want to hasten a, a bet as to where he's going to end up in January? Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Real oh, Rue's awake, everyone. Hello, Rue. I think he's gonna move. I think he's gonna go to Al Etihad. I I've got a sneaking suspicion that I reckon Jaden Sanchez gonna end up at Forest. He's worked with Cooper in the seventeens. Oh yeah. Um, he's that kind of player, and with Hudson Odoi being injured but and does not have not a lot of cover in that, I I I think Sancho might end up at Forest, maybe on loan. We need as long as he's not Lingard Mark Two. That's fine. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Well, Link Lingard came and didn't play much because he was injured all the time. Yeah. So I, as long as he's not. He isn't injured for United. No, so, no, Sancho just he's obviously got a bit of attitude about him or something like that. Anyway, so is there anything else to say about those two games from the weekend? Forest perform better than Chelsea. <laughs> well, we'll perform even better this weekend if we uh, beat City. So. Yeah, yeah, nothing like a bit of a come down. Is that at the bridge? 
No, it, 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 oh, that'll be all right then. Yeah. At least, is, is at least it, if City score, no, no one will care because no one. The atmosphere there is pretty, uh, yeah, pretty ferocious, isn't it? Is it though? Because I keep asking my Alexa, and she says at Stamford Bridge at four thirty on the Saturday, the thirteenth of. All right, so you're challenging Alexa, are you? All right, so what we'll do, we'll do this now for anyone listening to this at home. This will be funny, Alexa. Where are Chelsea playing this weekend? And then that will set everyone's Alexa off at home, and they'll be able to tell them. So we'll we'll find that one out. Okay, all right, uh, Rue. Any any last bits of input about the Chelsea game that you slept through a minute ago? Uh, that they played rubbish. <laughs> hey, whoa! Any sensible <laughs> input um, into it? It was a good performance. Oh, well done. All right, that'll do. All right. So now we move on to topic two, where the boys have prepared some questions for our special guest, Darren. So, Rue, you okay? I'm going to do the first three. Okay, all right. Well, let's let's hit Darren with one of these questions then, Rue. Off you go. Why do you support Chelsea? Right, that come about, I was about six years old in the playground at my primary school, and... The older age, the older kids used to play football at break time, and you never got invited, basically because you're too young. And um, I looked at the main ringleader was a Chelsea fan. He used to have a Chelsea scarf on and hat, and I thought, okay, to get into this this team and get get into the playground team, yeah. I've got to go and put my uh, team I support to him. Uh, at the time, I was, I believe, and I supported uh, QPR. So, okay. uh, oh wow, yeah, bit of rivalry, bit there. of rivalry. So, um, I went up to this chap and uh, or this young lad, um, and said, uh, Can I join in? And he was a bit of a school bully as well. And he grabbed me and he said, What team do you support? And I uh, said, Chelsea. And he said, Well, you haven't got a Chelsea hat and scarf. I said, No, I didn't bring it in today. <laughs> uh, and, and then the next day, um, that night, I told my mum she had to go and buy me a Chelsea <laughs> scarf. True story, this is. Uh, I, was, I thought you were going to say you went home and peeled off the QPR badge <laughs> off your blue. <laughs> no, and, then, and then literally, from now, I've always followed Chelsea. Oh, that's um, good. That's amazing. But, <laughs> uh, I've got another little story that I'll tell you. Um, that I know one of the questions about your beloved Forest is coming. I'll tell you a little story about that as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that, and literally just followed Chelsea ever since. And, um, I've got three lads, um, twins, they they both support, well, both supported Chelsea, but Harry, one of the twins, is an Arsenal fan. Okay. And then my, youngest, my youngest boy, he's Chelsea, and my wife's Chelsea, so, okay. yeah, it's quite a, a big, blue, big Chelsea big, family. Big and Chelsea then... family, and my wife's into our football, so yeah. we do go up and watch them, so, yeah, so that's that's literally a true story, that is how I, uh, how I become a Chelsea fan. What's, um, have you got anything to say about that, boys? Uh, it's a really good story, isn't it? Nah, I have nothing. All right, Rue, what's uh, what's your next question for Darren? Uh, are you secretly a Forest fan? Um, right, how I, <laughs> I, I I tried to dig it out tonight, but it's, I will I will bring the photo in to show you you gang. Um, so basically, football kits they want is quite as common. Um, you didn't have your Sports Direct and JD and all these sports outlets to uh, buy football shirts at the time and even club shops they want quite as 
a big thing back in the day. I'm sounding like I'm really old, but I, so, I remember it never being able to get a shirt. And you had to drive to the club shop or like yeah, visit, and they might not have your size anyway. Yeah, and on, obviously the the online buying wasn't around. So so basically, to get a shirt, you either had a hand me down. Um, but back in the day, everyone everyone growing up wore wore football shirts. And, you know, to go over the park to play, whether you're on your BMX bike, skateboarding, everyone was just seen. And I just felt, didn't have a Chelsea shirt. And there's a local sports shop down in Weymouth uh, called Sports Gear. Sports Gear. So I remember going down there with my mum just to, just to get a, just to get a shirt. And, um, and there was a Forest shirt in there, an Adidas one, red oh. one. And... Uh, Beautiful kits I they were. I Beautiful. thought it was quite silky and it just looked, and they just had to have, happen to have, I think the other kit in my size was Liverpool, but I wasn't going to have one of them. So I actually brought the Forest shirt and it Amazing. had the um, European, it had the European yeah. cup, um, cup winners on it, on, yeah. on it. And so I used to do boxing growing up and um, as my sport as well. And there is a photo of me um, actually wearing the, the the Nottingham Forest shirt when I was twelve years old. So um, yeah, to, to answer your question, it's it's I'm brilliant. A closet <laughs> it's brilliant because these two as well. I've got pictures of Rue in a Chelsea kit, and I've got I've got video of Elliot. No way, Elliot. Yeah. What, what have I got a video of you in, Elliot? <laughs> and, and and what are you saying? The place I would most like to visit in the world is the city ground. None of your business. Yeah, the so... place I would like to visit. <laughs> yeah, so there's... it's a dumpster. <laughs> oh, I think we've lost Elliot. He's yeah. gone. Um, yeah, so yeah, we've got, we've got videos of Elliot in his forest kit. Saying that, saying he, he, he wanted to meet Joe Lolly because he likes lollies. <laughs> that was, um, yeah. Then, then again, when I first met Ruben, he did have a mismatch on because he had a bit of a forest top and yeah. Chelsea shorts, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then he came out with some nonsense the other day saying next year he's going to support Spurs. So, yeah, so yeah, he's shaking his head profusely three point, now. Three point lane. Yeah, because he got told he'd sleep in the shed if that was the scenario. <laughs> anyway, all right. What, what's your what's your next question for Darren? Bruce? Um. Best advice you give to a young footballer. Best advice I could give to a young footballer. Wow, well, really? That's a really good question. Um, I think nowadays, um, obviously, you know, I do coaching with, with your dad, as you know, and we run a little team, uh, which you're part of, a big part of. Um, I think with football now, because there's so much money in, involved in, in the game, so, so you know, a young, inspiring girl or, or, or lad, uh, boy would look and think, oh, I don't hear, when I hear a lot of youngsters saying they want to be professional footballers, they don't always say why they want to be a professional footballer, other than they earn a lot of money, or want a big house, or want a, a lovely car. Mm. Um, and sometimes I often think um, football, you know, especially at a young age, you develop so many, you can, you, you develop so many different, at different, at different times of, as growing up, so you can show quite a lot of, um, um, talent, you know, when you're six and seven, and I know Academy's take a minute at this age now, and 
and then gradually so your confidence is high you know you might have a parent that's that's obviously very you're all proud of your children and they're saying that you, you can play this and oh mm. they're going to be picked up soon and i think sometimes you can lose a little bit of sight of where in the realism of where you are mm. with it um so the best bit of advice i could give you is is play with a smile on your face and if you have got a talent Again, it all depends what type of manager and coach you're you're actually under, um, because the, you know there's some fantastic um, youth coaches out there. You know, not just not just at academies, but at grassroots level. Um, so you've got two types of coach. You've got the ones that it's a win at all costs, and it's more about them than it is about the the, the young team they're they're um, coaching. Or you've got one that. It, with regards about the result, it's about development, you know, and development is a big, a big title. It's so much you've got to understand and, um, and so much, you know, the child's got to know and the parent and also the coach and the manager. So, um, I just say smile. It's a massive long journey to become a professional footballer. And if you have got that little bit of natural talent, um, I'm a great believer in coaching that, if you're great dribbling with a ball, I still want you doing that. So that would be your A game. And then <clears throat> I'd like to set challenges on things that you might struggle with. So I want to start seeing things that you, you can't do. That's so, so good. And then and then gradually you're getting that complete, that complete little journey. And I think as you get a bit older, if you start showing a little bit more that you either outgrow the team or... Or um, then, then you, you look at different challenges for yourself. But there's nothing worse in stemming, stemming someone's natural ability. You know, I don't want you doing this. I don't want you doing that. I, you know, and that's sometimes because the manager looks and wants you doing it his or hers way. Where I think natural ability is knocked out of a lot of yeah, lot of youngsters in 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 all in in lots of sport, not just football. Um, and yeah, I I think. Smile on your face, and you've all got your your teams you follow, and the people and some certain players you follow. So you you know they're your role models. You might see them doing certain things, and I love it when when kids try that in training or try it in a match. You know, that because that's that's who you're looking up to. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you you model yourself on that. And and I think if you can, yeah, I love seeing little you know your little characters forming in in what you're seeing and and stuff like that and I think some sometimes that's knocked out of you and you're, you're not allowed to do it um I think I've got a little bit of advice don't just use your foot that you prefer train on your weaker foot and your better foot okay yeah good yeah, advice that's, from that's a good one yeah, again set yourself challenges take yourself out of that comfort zone Brilliant, thank you. Uh, Elliot, you've got questions for Darren now. Best game, football game that you have ever seen? Right, okay. So I was at this game. So the best football game I've ever... This is for sheer, like, end-to-end, two teams, like two two boxers going out in a ring. I is the... It is... 2019-2020 FA Cup quarter final, third of March, Wednesday night, Chelsea versus Liverpool. Um, oh. It was 
unbelievable. Yeah, what was the final score? 2-0 Chelsea. And, and again, it wasn't because Chelsea won because we lost to Arsenal in the final. But it was it was just pulsating football. Uh, young Billy Gilmore played in the middle, tall Liverpool part, and he got player of the man of the match. And it's a shame he hasn't gone on. Yeah. Again, just been at certain clubs, ain't quite seen that in him. He's gone off off the yacht to Scotland and he's come back now. He was at Norwich and... It's just a shame because that night mm. he played like Z- mm. Zidane-esque. He yeah. was just unbelievable. Even at Brighton, he's not quite got to that level yet. No, has and, and it's such a shame because mm. that night, when you look at a youngster and you just see what he it was just... Yeah. You know, and, and again, it was the first half. I've never seen a game of football like it. And, and that's not being me being biased mm. because it's Chelsea. Um, it was just... just End to end, sheer sheer football at its highest level, and the best game I've watched would be the Champions League final. Um, so that was let me look Champions League. So that was two thousand eight, two thousand nine, okay. when Barca beat Man United. Okay, that 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 Barca team, yeah, phenomenal. Wasn't that it? that. And United were up there at the time. Champions League final, I just remember watching it and thinking, it looks like Barca are playing with an extra player on the yeah. pitch. They literally... Took, and United were in it. I mean, It United, was at Wembley, wasn't it? It was Wembley, yeah. yeah they, they just yeah. literally tore them apart. Yeah. Elliot? And then I think United had won it the year before against Chelsea. Yeah, they had on penalties in Moscow. Yeah, yeah in Moscow, yeah. 2007 to 2008. When I heard Darren say 2008-2009, I thought he was going to talk about the Istanbul-Liverpool versus AC Milan. That was 2005. Five. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's what I thought you were going to say as well, because yeah. I was on a lad's holiday for that one, and um, and there was one Liverpool fan, and all the lads uh, during the day went down to the local uh, town. We were in Corfu went down to the local town and they all came back wearing Shevchenko, Milan, like knockoff <laughs> Shevchenko. So when he Brilliant. came down to the bar that night, there was I was sat there in my Forest European Cup winner's shirt. He was in his Liverpool shirt and there was about 10 lads in AC Milan shirts. And um, oh, I, I said to him at half time, I was like, not that I'm an oracle or anything like that, but no, I, was, no. I was like, you're still in this. And he's like, I'm, I'm just going to get smashed. And I was like, no, you're still in this. Say it to the end. You st- One goal changes everything yeah. and literally yeah. watched it through to the end with him and I was like what a game that was yeah. what a game yeah I, I think there's so many but I, I just that that Barca team was when you say about total football yeah. it was just breathtaking I mean the way they were shifting it and, and don't get United were no mugs it yeah was, no, that was a strong United yeah. team wasn't it yeah so that that was my two you know live and, and on the telly that would be my what's your next question then else is this is this Elliot's last question, or has he got one more? Yeah. One more. One more. Who's the best player in the world right now? Oh, good. Another good, great question. Um, so many leagues to choose from, isn't there? You know, in Europe, well, worldwide. Um, I think again, you got to look at Harry Kane at the moment you know what he's doing um, not not just his goal scoring but what he's brought to Bayern I think you know again a lot of people question why did he move um, Jude Bellingham again yeah, an- an- another great 
you know, going off to Real Madrid. Again, a massive club. Big it's in- shoes. It's interesting, last week, because we, we were having the conversation last week's show, weren't we, about um, is Harry Kane too good for the Bundesliga? And and that 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 was the question that the boys were were, were chatting through and decided that um, he's just a phenomenal player. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I think when you look at how you look at his his character, he's he's, he's just a workman. Rolls his mm. sleeves up, just gets on with it. You know, we went to the Italy England game and that that goal he scored. When you see it live, you you, you don't realize. Well, you do realize, but you don't real give it credit. Yeah. What a player he is! How strong he is, and the work he does in midfield, he drop in. So again, he's not—he's not just all about oh, look at me! I'm waiting for everyone to do the work around me. He works really hard for other players. So, so he works really hard for other players, and again, I think that's why I think you know he's gone into buying. There's some big characters in that yeah, team, huge, yeah, and. I think they totally respect him for mm. his work rate. You know, yeah. where some players come in with a bit of an attitude, like, he's, a, like he's, a Ronaldo. He's not a prima donna, is he? Even, no. even players like Sane, who came in from City, and now yeah. there's rumoured to have a bit of an attitude. He's adjust. He's taken a while to adjust in that Bayern team, but now seeing Sab, uh, Sane um, and Kane that link up with Coman as well is just phenomenal, isn't it, Elliot? Did you see the goal he scored against Darmstadt the other yeah. way? Yeah, the halfway, halfway line. line to keep his to keep. It as straight as that for the whole yeah, way it's his is technique just is, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's a great show, Harry Kane. Jude, Jude, well, Jude Bellingham, and I've got Haaland. You know, yeah. I know Haaland. You can't, you know, he's top scorer in the league. You can't, and I still think you ain't seen nothing yet from mm. Haaland. Again, he's adapting. Yeah, he's still yeah. got to be up there. It was interesting. I don't know if it was true, but I, I read something that Haaland was quoted to say that. He'd scored the most goals. Uh, he'd won the Champions League, the Premier League, um, and was really frustrated that he didn't get Ballon d'Or. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, right." And then Messi's won the World Cup and La Liga, but what's the point? If if I if I'm hitting these levels and I'm not winning it, what's the point? Yeah. Do you think that's fair, Elliot? It is fair, but when you look at it, Haaland, I think. I think he he deserved to win it, but I think Messi, as as I think the only reason he really won the Ballon d'Or was because of that World Cup. Okay, he right. was the reason he made that That's, World Cup was yeah. special. That's and a he's fair transformed answer. America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah. So Elliot, your your last question for Darren, and then we'll move on to our feature. <laughs> what? <laughs> Elliot Strong. Oh, I just it? want to add quickly to that. I've picked up what's the best team in the world Ooh. at the moment, and I'm going for Bayern Leverkusen. Yeah. Under Javier Alonso. See, I keep saying this, don't I, boys? Each week we talk because about the Bundesliga. Young side, you know, what's he won? He's lost one in twenty, you know, in twenty games, twenty-one um, games. The transformation between Leverkusen last season in the Bundesliga and Leverkusen yeah. this season is just phenomenal, yeah. and they and play football. That, that's like I said. I just added that little one on because mm. I obviously had the the, the run in this, and I thought best team at the moment in yeah. the world on what he's done I, and, and with a young side genuinely think they give anybody a good run and that, and that it's not a team full of superstars no it's a team no. full of it's, it's yeah. a team full of players that are playing for each other yeah I've seen a couple of their games this season and they've been absolutely phenomenal yeah, likewise. right Els your question for Darren was what do you enjoy the most about coaching 
Right, okay. Um, do I, that's another great question. Um, what do I enjoy most about coaching? Okay, so I've coached right the way through from, you know, under, under fives right the way through to senior. So when you go, when you're dealing with 18-year-olds, um, there's a lot of um, a lot of egos. So again, you get to that stage in your, unless you're there at academies, you're not really coaching them now. You're managing them, if that makes sense. You put a session on, egos, yeah. So, so you, you you're doing more like different systems you want to play in and different shapes. So you work more on that. Um, with the younger age groups, again, I like it's like a project really. You know, you, you have a boy or a girl turn up and maybe not the most confident, you know, outside sport or might not do sport. So bringing them into that place over the years that that gives me great a great satisfaction of trying to help them again not saying you know it all but um i really like mm. seeing them go from somewhere especially with the team like we've we've started to do with, yeah. with our under nines um it, it, it's great to see that um yeah i think that's what i enjoy about the coach and there's some lovely little characters as well <laughs> you know always sort of doesn't matter how many years you've been doing it. There's always surprises <laughs> along the way, and and, and, and again, it's a bit like I was saying earlier, I think I think you've got to give them a bit of freedom. Sometimes it can get frustrating, and if you're not winning games all the time, but again, you've always got to keep looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, we're here as a team. Uh, again, I always run my teams. Um, had so many, you know, so many spaces, and if they all stayed on with me the following season, then we go again. Where, yeah. again. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Some managers, if they've got a certain player coming in or possibly could come and join them, that's slightly better than someone else has got to be sacrificed. Well, I've never been like that. I no. think a space only comes if if, if um, space becomes yeah, available. I think it's the right way to be, isn't it, with, with grassroots football and with that football for all mentality that the FA try and drive. It's, it's really yeah, important. Yeah, and, and like you said, you're trying to give them a little... little to earn respect um you, you know like i said it's and it's, it's good to see how they interact with other children mm. sometimes they don't go to the same schools you know so is you know being a bit like a social worker as yeah. well so you've got there's a lot you've got to understand but yeah i do enjoy i do enjoy that side of it brilliant okay boys well what do you say to your guest thank you okay cool Thank you for having thank me. You. Yeah, thank <laughs> All you. Right. It's been fantastic. So we're going to move on to the last bit, which is our feature. Um, and um, I won't do the jingle. Uh, but the feature this week is our ultimate five-a-side team and a manager. So this can be Ooh. players from any, you know, any time of football. So um, let's start with who's the youngest. Let's start with Rue. What have you got for your ultimate five-a-side team? Have we got subs? Are we allowed a Just of subs? no. We've got five players because otherwise the boys would have taken about six weeks trying right, to get okay. their answers together. So yeah, yeah, five five players and um, a manager. Who you got, Ruth? Cooper is my manager. You mean Sir Stephen Cooper of Nottinghamshire? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mark Crossley, who we'll have on the podcast in New Year's. Yeah. So we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about Mark in a minute. Yeah. Stuart Pearce, R9, Ronaldo Short for the Brazilian Ronaldo. Yep. David Beckham and Stan Colley Moore. Loving Ooh. that. Big Stan in the team as well. Stanley Victor Colley Moore. Left foot, right foot. Talented team there, Rue. Okay. Who's your captain? 
Uh, it's got to be Psycho, isn't it? I'm going to give it to Crossley. Uh, okay, big norm. Okay, all right. It's psycho... Um, Vice Captain, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's Psycho Crossley. No, Psycho <laughs> Stuart Pierce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, psycho. Els, what have you got in yours then, mate? You can't remember All right, you've got you've got Petter Check. Good shout. Um, you've got Lamps. Oh, lovely. Ronaldinho. Oh, wow. You've got Messi, and then you've got Harry Toffolo. No. <laughs> you've got Erling no, Haaland. No, he's got MGW. And your manager is De Serbi. So who's your captain? That's a strong team, Els. My captain would have to go to Frank Lampard. If I gave it to anyone, Vice? it would be Frank Lampard. Okay. Vice would be Messi. Okay. And um, Darren, who have you got in yours? Right. I've got um, Jose Mourinho as manager. Ooh, okay, yeah. I'm going to go for... So if there's any nonsense, he can sort that out. <laughs> he probably caused it. Yeah. Um, I'm going sweeper-keeper... Noya. Oh, good shout. But I appreciate you can only stay in his area, but I thought he's just going to be that little... I've gone for JT, yeah. John Terry at the back. I've gone Messi left, Ronaldinho right, and Henri up top. That's a great, strong team. Who's your skipper? JT. JT. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your manager? Um, Mourinho. Mourinho. Oh, yeah. Jose Mourinho. Right, I have got in goal Peter Schmeichel. I've got my centre-back is Maldini. Oh, what a player. I've got three players in three roles here. I've got Maradona, Pele and Ronaldinho. And they are just going to boss it. It's going to be all the skills. They're literally relying on the one-man bus that's Maldini to stop everything. Yeah, I, uh, I, I had Maldini as my, my second choice. And then I've got uh, uh, the manager, and I, I would love to, genuinely love to have seen this. I've got Brian Clough as a manager. Say, was go <laughs> just, just to see how on earth he would try and manage um, Maradona. I, I, I don't know whether he'd be a good influence or a bad influence on Maradona, but that would have been something special to see. Else. Also, can I just add, when Pele and Maradona were playing, South Americans weren't allowed to win the Ballon d'Or. They would have been allowed to, but at that time, the company who run the Ballon d'Or, I'm not sure who that is. FIFA. But um, wouldn't let South American oh, wow. players... So you think there's there's a potential then that they, those players would have scooped up a fair amount of Ballon d'Ors? More than Messi. Mm. Okay. I reckon 12 or 13. Okay, brilliant. Right, so yeah, retouched on something earlier. So um, yeah, we um, have a another guest booked in for the new year, date to be confirmed. But um, we have um, Nottingham Forest legend Mark Crossley. Um, Welsh is, legend as well. Yeah, Welsh legend as well. Um, uh, one of the only goalkeepers to save a penalty in the FA Cup final. Um, Mark is going to join us uh, in the new year. He's got a very busy work schedule for the rest of this year, but he's going to join us in the new year uh, for an episode. So um, that's really exciting to, to have another guest coming on as well. Boys, anything you've got to say at the end of this week? Anything else you want to ask Darren? Uh... <laughs> 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 He's going to make dial tones at him, like a fax machine. <laughs> no? All right, what, what do you say to your guest then? I've got Bye. one. Oh, hang on, Ruth's got a question. How do you think Chickle are going to win this weekend? 
we're not I mean, playing this weekend. <laughs> 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 I think we're going to win 100 nil. 100 nil. Brilliant. Okay. No, we've got a big derby game. Way yeah, off, yeah, we? big derby game in two weeks' time. So you have to get your training gear on and get ready for that. Listen to your coaches, Ruben. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you better. All right. So what, what, what do you say, to Darren, for coming on, boys? Thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed myself, and it's been great having a football chat with some legends, some local (laughs) legends. Cool, right. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to Kids for a Quid, the football podcast by kids.